Hey, booze, hey, do your blankets feel like super glue in the morning? Well, sis, it's time to shake them off. Welcome to Wake Up Happy Sis, the show that jumpstarts your day with a bang. We're strolling down these self-care streets as we navigate the maze of wellness and healing. We're helping you live happy, healed, and whole. And we do it all with a hearty dose of belly laughs for good measure. Stay tuned and get ready to wake up happy, sis. Hey, booze, hey. It's your chief self-love officer, Leanne Dulce, and I'm beyond excited to welcome you to another awesome and exciting episode of Wake Up Happy Sis. We're broadcasting live on KCCR The Brownstone and The Brownstone Podcast Network, where we're changing the narrative for our black and brown people because we're always telling our stories our way. Today, we're diving deep into a celebration of Black-owned happiness as we honor National Black Business Month. Get ready to be inspired, lifted, and motivated as we're showcasing two phenomenal Black business owners, myself and Sharonda. And we're going to talk a little bit about our journey as Black business owners. So at Wake Up Happy Sis, we're all about empowering and uplifting Black women to prioritize self-care and wellness. And it's time to conquer the world unapologetically, living our best lives without guilt and shame. And to me, that's a major part also of being a Black business owner is having to get past all your own crap so that you can be there to show up for your employees, to show up for your customers and clients, and to show up for yourself and your business, you know? We don't have paid vacations and holidays and, you know, all of that. A lot of times when we don't work, we don't eat. So we want to talk a little bit about what it's like to be a black business owner and how we've gotten to the place that we are in our business. So this is a little bit of a shift. So you're going to get behind the scenes with myself and Sharonda today. So. Let's get into it. Let's get it. Okay. So I'm going to just ask you some questions, Sharonda, and then you can ask me some questions. How about that? Okay. All right. First, uh, tell us, what is the name of your business, Sharonda, and what do you do, and when did you get started? My business is Bookkeeping 101, and I got started when I was still working full-time in corporate America. My um, my website is down below. It's uh, bookkeepingforlife.com. And um, so I got started back in 2015, but I didn't retire until 2023. So I was trying to get it up and running. But back then, my, my family was young. My son was still in school and stuff. And so my business had to take a back burner so I could be a full-time mom. And also... Let me see. Was let's see this. You know, trying to co- climb the corporate ladder because you need the seed money to put behind your business and things of that nature. Um, and it was uh, so my so my son is going to be twenty one years old this year. My God, and he's grown and gone. You know, off on his own now. And so my business is my baby. So now that I'm retired, now I have all of the the time in the world to put towards 
um, my business and trying to navigate and figure things out right now. So now this is the, the first full year that it's just, you know, about focusing on my business and trying to navigate, you know, trying to, you know, get it to grow and everything. So. Okay. So what was your inspiration behind opening Bookkeeping 101? Well, I've been in love with numbers since I was a kid. So you remember those uh, those yellow legal pads, the 11 by 14s. Mm-hmm. So that's what my mother used to write uh, letters on to my uh, my father back in the day. And and uh, so I got a hold of one of those notepads and I just started writing numbers across. I was doing uh, addition, division, and all of my, my uh, you know, my, th- I was nerding out. Yes, pretty, pretty much, you know, nerding out really early in age. And then when I was in high school, they, um, I, they introduced me to, to bookkeeping. And back then when we were in school, they had chalkboards, not try erase for real chalkboards. Mm-hmm. So I came in class one day and bookkeeping 101 was written right across the door out there. And, and that's how my logo was born. So that was my first introduction right. to bookkeeping. Okay. And if you guys logo, it's written on a chalkboard. So that's Absolutely. actually that's actually very cool to see the stories behind people's business mm-hmm. and how they came up with their name and their logo and all that. I love that it was mm-hmm. tied to a good childhood experience, right? Like, you know, I remember yeah. coming in. I love that. I love that. Okay. So I, I was in love, totally in love. Apparently, like you said, you love them numbers, baby. Ain't nothing wrong with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because so then, we need people who love the numbers. Yeah, everybody got a role to play, and this one is mine. So uh I joined the army and I used to be a chaplain assistant and I was taking care of the offering every Sunday, you know, getting the denominations together and securing it in the bank bag and dropping off the offering every single Sunday. Um, and then and I went to Tuskegee University and I studied accounting. That was my formal introduction into the field. And I just fell deeper down into that hole of love and just... I love, love, love the numbers and stuff. So uh, in school, yeah, but, I was learning about the doctorate. But you're not an accountant. I am. Or are you I am. I just, there's, so what's the difference? I am, but, but I'm not a CPA, though. Okay. Hmm? You're not a certified public accountant. You're, but, okay. Then you have a, an accounting degree. You are an accountant. You can be an accountant. So what mm-hmm. made you decide to do bookkeeping instead of going into being a CPA? Because there are so many aspects in accounting. The bookkeeping is where uh, that was my love. That's what got my heartstrings. Like, oh my goodness, I, I can organize. I can I can do this. And I became, a uh, when I was in the army, one of my last duty assignments was a, a funds clerk. And so, and so I uh, was in charge of all of the fund requests for the congregation to, you know, get certain services and goods 
And I was the one that was making sure you can't put in these fund requests because you're nearing the end of this, this budget item. So you got to either wait till next month after we get replenished or, you know, go into a different, it just, it was, I was like, I'm really thriving at this. And so then later on in life, we um, started um, family owned businesses and stuff. And so I was the accountant office manager and all of the things, you know, behind the scenes in the back office, you know, so to speak. And I was like, huh, this this thing, it makes me happy. I need to do something with this. And also along the lines, I'm still working. And so I uh, stayed close to my field. And so because of my background, it was easy for me to go, you know, into the accountancy fields and stuff. So um, with our of family owned businesses, I just, that was my part to play was, you know, the, uh, the, the bookkeeping part. And then later on, I became a, a, um, a treasurer for uh, nonprofits that, you know, that matter to me. And so I'm a treasurer too. And so it, it's just Stay my life's work. Right. Stay that, with yeah, the I'm handling the money. Stayed with the money. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about your approach to wellness and self-care while trying to balance the demands of a family, a business, other, you know, business ventures you may have with family members or whatever, you know, and still trying to take time to take care of Sharonda. So how do you do that? Well, I was on the bottom of that laundry list that you just gave me. And I didn't um, know the importance of actually giving myself permission to, you know, put myself higher on that laundry list so I can take care of everything after me. So if I'm taking care of everything before me, when it comes time to do for myself, I, I didn't see the importance of having another me do for me like I'm doing for everybody else and everything mm-hmm. else and stuff. So I think that's a good point is what people don't get is they don't have a them. When you are the one who takes care of everybody else, there is no you to take care of you. You have to make sure that you're putting an emphasis on your own self-care and your own wellness because we're usually living out of our cup we done scraped the cup the cup is bone dry and we still trying to get it girl people all the time you're supposed to give out of the abundance you're supposed to give out of the overflow absolutely for everybody else what's in the cup is for you absolutely and i didn't i took that whole part for granted and I actually would have started, I, I actually would have kept working to the age of 57. I'm 51 now, but, but I had to choose myself and I retired early because of the mental strain, like literally the mental strain is what, it, it, it was a blessing and not so much at the same time because it helped me to retire early so I can take care of myself. And so my son is, is, you know, figuring things out and, you know, adulting and doing those things. Uh And so it's my husband and I, and so we, 
So our businesses are our babies. So now we can, you know, put that same, same, you know, energy that we put into being a full-time employee for somebody else or being a full-time parent or a full-time caregiver and all of the things that came before me. And Mm -hmm. so my mom is, is no longer suffering and no longer with us. And so she is in a, you know, a better, better place right now. And because uh, that's hard work. If you're trying to work full time, if you're trying to take care of your family and you have a family member, to, is so now I'm just, you know, trying to learn about me now and learning to to put that, you know, finding that same level of energy to put into to my business. So. I know. I love that. So final question. Um, what advice do you have for aspiring Black women entrepreneurs that are looking to create their path to success? Because success looks different for everybody. Absolutely. I would say to trust yourself. I would say that you, you're already great as you are working for somebody else. I want you to wonder what would that be like if I put that same energy into running my own business? And you would definitely surprise yourself like, oh my goodness. So they are perfect technicians, but running your business, you have to take the technician hat and put it to, well, you still, because in the beginning it's gonna be you, you know, Mm -hmm. wearing all of the hats and stuff. And so you, you have to know that because you're a great technician working for other people, you can be a CEO and run your own business and kill what you eat instead of getting a portion of what you kill for working for somebody else. That's right. You only getting the tail and they getting hmm. the whole rest of the body. I said, you end up getting the tail when you work for somebody else versus I get the whole animal. I don't kill the whatever. I get all the harvest. No, I love that. I love that. So do you have any final words or do you have any specials or anything coming up that you would like to share with the world? Uh, no, just cooking up something. But I, uh, so that's the thing. My, I did take a marketing class back in the day, you know, back in school and undergrad and all that kind of stuff. But that's not where my expertise lies. Mm-hmm. So I've had to... Uh, shift uh, within the last year because I was pouring all of this these resources into uh, Meta, but I did not have not one end in a contract or you know continuous you know bookkeeping. So I had to shift from that. So I, I, I had a VA that was creating this awesome content, but in the metaverse. Everybody, you know, had great reactions to it. Oh, we love your your content, right. blah blah blah. Convert, but you're not my customer. You're another. You're somebody in my industry. So trying to, uh, so I had to make the decision to switch from Meta to Google, and so just you know trying out you know things that work because you said earlier in that not all pathways to success look the same for everybody else in a sense. You know, so you gotta you know, probe the perimeter and see, you know, where you can get in and fit in and just, you know, exploit 
when you get into that perimeter and get all of your business so you can thrive. So. Awesome. That is perfect. So if you would like to get in touch with Sharonda, make sure you head on over to bookkeepingforlife.com or look her up at bookkeeping 101 LLC on social media platforms and go get them books done, baby. You have to, you have to get it together. So we're going to take a quick commercial break and then Sharonda is going to interview me. And you can learn all about yes, leading those day and wake up happy sis. So we're going to have a word from our sponsors. Ready to swap your daily grind for some ocean waves and sunshine? Then join Brownstone Worldwide for the ultimate neighbor's retreat aboard Celebrity Cruises. From July 21st through the 27th of 2024, get ready to make waves and unforgettable memories. Our all-inclusive package features plush rooms, drinks on us, complimentary Wi-Fi, and yes, even tips are taken care of. Bask in live entertainment, exciting contests, and be a part of the live tapings of Brownstone podcast shows. Venture beyond the ship with shore excursions to the stunning Key West, Bimini Bahamas, and Georgetown Grand Cayman. But here's the catch. These rooms are selling out like hotcakes right now. So don't miss the chance to rub elbows with your favorite brownstone air personalities and meet your neighbors in an unforgettable setting. So what are you waiting for? Secure your spot on this epic journey today. And we're back. You ready? Yes. So, Leanne, I know you're really, really used to uh, running the show and the flow is very important and we always have fun doing what we do. But now you get to be in the spotlight because I'm going to interview you now. All right. Well, let's go. I'm ready. Okay. So how was Wake Up Happy Sis born? Wake Up Happy Sis is the byproduct of, I think, a culmination of all my other businesses that I've had. Um, So when I started, um, I kind of have to give a little bit of backstory about how I got to where I am now. So when I started, I was morbidly obese. Now, I'm still a big girl. I'm just not as big as I was. I was almost 300 pounds. I was very unhappy. I was unhealthy, but I was trying to just fake it till I made it for my kids. I worked two jobs. I was in school, had kids doing all this by myself. And it just wasn't healthy. Right. I was a fake it till you make it kind of gal. I can sleep when I'm dead. And I was killing myself. And I started my natural hair journey and there was nothing out there for black girls with natural hair back in the day. So I started my first business, Natural Roots Magazine. Um, And that was my foray into lifestyle and wellness for black women through looking at the lens of our natural hair and our wellness. I didn't know that's what I was doing at the time, but it was like my first foray into wellness. Um, I then opened, uh, that was in 2005. So I started Natural Roots in 2005. It was the first and the largest um, Black-owned natural hair and lifestyle magazine that was that, that was specifically targeted towards natural hair women. I was big on the natural hair scene. I mean, we travel in the shows. We, I was in the thick of all of it. 
And then I was like, I started making products. I had a friend, um, Santion, who taught me how to make products. Um, and she just sparked that curiosity and that love in me. Um, and that was how I started working in the women's wellness space specifically. And that to me was nice, but it wasn't getting to the crux of the problem for black women. And I realized that a lot of it was based in trauma. I was trying to give people experiences through my products, but there it felt like it was missing a dimension. And that dimension was self-care and wellness. And that's where Wake Up Happy Sis came from. It really was born out of a conversation with my mentor who was like, tell me about your business when I first started working with him. And he was like, I was like, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, ultimately, I just want, I think that all of us just want to wake up happy. And he was like, that's your movement. And it literally is because that that one phrase resonates so much with black women, white women, people all around the world. They resonate with that statement. So that's how we started. And and so this is the newest addition to my businesses, <laughs> to my businesses. I'm what they call multi-passionate. I like that. That's uh, today's vocabulary word. Mm -hmm. Yes, multi-passionate means I like to do a lot of things. Passionately, huh? Exactly. <laughs> okay. Okay. So when did you you go full-time hard for yourself meaning you started when you you know you had young kids and a couple of jobs and all of this when did you you know go hard for yourself so that's a bit of a of a mixed bag question i think because um the last 16 years i've predominantly been um an entrepreneur subcontracting through other people's business, but in the IT space. Mm -hmm. um, so I've, I've technically been a business owner for the last 16 years, um, mm -hmm. but my businesses were always on the back burner because I was so heavily invested in, in helping my clients run their businesses, right? Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So honestly, this past year, is where I actually took a pay cut and stopped working as many projects and hours so that I could focus more on building my own business ventures because either we're going to build for somebody else or we're going to build for self. And my goal is to build a legacy for my daughter, my grandson, and for my community. Because when I leave this earth, I want to be able to say, that I meant something to somebody, that I changed somebody's life. I truly see myself and my business as a world changer. And the people that I'm around, I truly see us as world changers. And that's why I think the Lord put me here, you know, to do that. And so I had to really decide, was I going to continue to build everybody else's businesses or was I going to take a chance on me? And over the last year or so full time, that's what I've been doing is more taking a chance on me. IT work will always come. I still have that business. Mm -hmm. I still do that business. I just do it a lot on a lot smaller scale. Mm -hmm. 
I like that. So you're you're still passionate about the IT, but you have lowered the amount of time you give to it so you can focus more on your businesses. Yes, because there's just being a contractor. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, because I'm still a contractor. I don't have a boss. Right. I don't mm. work for anybody. I work with companies. And so I still mm. work on projects and I still give them dedicated time in my agenda. But I had to step back and I don't work full time so that I can have the time to focus on my biz, my the wellness business. And I've cut other businesses out. I had also had a printing company called Bespoke Custom Creations. And I totally cut that out. And now I just print the products that I sell. I don't print for other people generally. Certain few customers I do still print for, but by and large, I don't print for other people anymore. Okay. How do you practice self-care in your daily life? I love that question. That's not my favorite question in the world. Um, one of the main things that I do is I always have music on. So if you know me, if you've ever been to my house, there is always music playing. Music soothes me. It calms me. I sleep to music. I don't watch TV. That's another thing. I stopped watching TV when 9-11 happened. Me and my boys mm. were like, my boys were like two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my boys were like two or so. They were really young me, my daughter, and my boys. And that's all we sat and watched for like two weeks straight. And do you know what that does to your psyche when all you see is death around and some negativity? And I started paying attention to the news and I was tired of the narrative that they were always painting about black people. And it was always the negatives. If, if a black man is shot and killed, the first thing they do is go find anything negative about him. Well, you know, he got pulled over for jaywalking and this is the picture they want to show is a mugshot versus when it's a white man who did the killing. They find the nicest, most respectful picture of him looking like a deacon in the church. That's when I stopped watching TV. That to me is a part of my wellness strategy. Because that's more stress that it was bringing to my life. I was so stressed and hurt by the things that I saw on the news. I had to stop watching it. I also go out and take my dog on walks and we play throughout the day so I can just get in the sun. And sometimes I take my shoes off and I ground so I can be in contact with the earth. Um, And I try to do, I try to fill my self-care toolkit, if you will, with things that make me happy. Right. Because like everybody else, I suffer from depressive episodes and moments, too, like everybody else. I'm not always a happy person. Some mornings I don't want to talk to people and I need to shut off. I'm also an empath. So if I'm in a room with too many people, I have to separate and shut myself off because I have to restore my own energy levels. Right. Because I take on so much of everybody else's good or bad energy. So for me, it's important to journal, have affirmations. Um, I am always followed by my angel numbers and my guides and my spirits and ancestors are always with me and pinging me with little numbers. I see my 111, my 44, like it's coming up all the time. Um, 
and just learning to heal. That to me was the biggest thing is learning to let go of all the pain and the trauma of things that happened to me earlier in life, whether it was ill-intentioned or it was an accident that, you know, people don't always mean to harm you. They don't know they're harming you. They're just doing what they were taught. But that to me was the biggest thing when I decided to let go of all the pain and all the stress and other people's agendas and other people's feelings of me. I don't care. You can think what you want about me because God and me know the truth. Mm -hmm. So for me, those are just a couple of things that I do personally for my own self-care and wellness. Okay. How do you cultivate self-love and acceptance, especially in a society that often devalues and marginalizes Black women? Mm. You came with the hard question. I like that. So for me, what I think it's important to do is to share our testimonies and share our stories. Because people think that because they've been through this trauma, this trauma, this negative thing, I've been to jail, I've been to prison, that doesn't define you. These are just periods in your life. So the first thing I try to tell people is write yourself, I've had two exercises. One is write yourself a love letter. And the second is write your own eulogy. Now, the second sounds very morbid. But when you write your own eulogy, you have to come up with good things to say about yourself. It's also a good way to see, am I focused so much on other people, on doing for others that I've never really accomplished anything major for me. All of my accomplishments are I was a great mother. I was a great wife. What are the things that that you can say about yourself? I love to travel. I am an awesome friend. I love to dance. I love to be naked and roam around in the bus because those are things that make me happy. I had to find out who I was and what I was comfortable with. And I think as people become one more accepting and tolerant of what doesn't look or appear like them, we don't all have to be the same. Two, love yourself before you love anybody else. There is nobody who loves me more than me. And people think, oh, but you're fat that you can't love yourself. Girl, please, just because you're skinny don't make you any healthier. Oh, skinny doesn't equal healthy. I know plenty of people who are skinny who are way more unhealthy than I am. And we'll, I'm not going to say what I was going to say. We're going to leave it there. Okay. Love yourself. Look yourself in the mirror every day. And if you have to do it multiple times because you don't feel it yet, look yourself in the mirror. And I'm talking about naked in the mirror. Leanne, I love you. You are amazing. You are beautiful. You are talented. Anytime my angel numbers come up, I have this little thing I say in my head. I am healthy. I am wealthy. I am rich. I am that bitch. I am love. And then I go through, there's different 
statements that you can say based on different chakras in your body. But I'll be like, I um, feel love. I feel abundance. I feel health, wealth, prosperity. I have these things. I believe these things. I am, you know, and I just say these things to myself. And sometimes you just have to realize that it's okay to toot your own horn. It's not bragging. It's a fact. And to toot, me, toot, 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 toot. Toot, you know, and to me, the more that we put out into the world, love, the more love is going to come back to us. So we have to be the thing that we want to receive. And how I cultivate that is I teach other women to love themselves and to spread that love so that more love is going out. Love can always kill hate. That don't mean that everybody that hates you is going to start loving you. That's not what I'm saying. You love unconditionally. I love myself more than anybody else can love me. I love black women and I want us to be healed, happy and whole. I want us to love ourselves to health, to healing, to prosperity, to fulfillment. And I think that's how I do it to the world. Do it to the world. That's how I do it for the world is with Wake Up Happy Sis. By creating programs and retreats and other um, activities and events that help women come into alignment with loving themselves and pushing that love out to the world so that we don't have to have too many F-A-A-F-O moments. You remember what that is? That would be nice. Mm -hmm. That that was awesome and very insightful for our host to share. Yes. And if you would like to connect with me, you can head on over to wakeuphappysis.com and you can join on our mailing list. You can uh, check out the kind of services and offerings. I do have my next quarter's resilience reset um, is going to go up tomorrow. So um, we'll have a link for that and it'll be updated and going up tomorrow so that you can get in on a three-hour work session that's going to help you build your self-love muscle and build that resilience. So I'll put the link up there. So that, that link will be updated tomorrow with the new dates. That was awesome. Yes. And I think that brings us to the end of our show. Now it's time to say goodbye to all our family. I used to love that. All right, everybody. Today has been a good show. Our goal is to bring on a few more um, throughout the August, the month of August, is to bring on a few more Black businesses so that you can learn about some more amazing and awesome businesses. So you'll want to stay tuned on Thursdays because that's when those um, interviews will go live and you can meet some of our fabulous black business owner friends. 
because we are very well connected in these streets. So y'all have a good day. Remember, have the day that you want to have because you get to choose. With that, I'm going to say goodbye.